Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. I'm Kim with Be More Business. And I'm Kara with Fast Horse Photography. Hi, Kim. What are we talking about today? I'm hearing the sound of jingle bells and money in the air for some reason. Does that have anything to do with our topic? Yes, I think it does. But it's for the peeps out there that have procrastinated their holiday marketing, kind of like we (laughs) procrastinated doing a holiday show, which we probably should have done sometime in like July or August. There is something to be said about that Christmas in July, like getting prepared for it. But frankly, I know you probably have prepared for your holiday stuff, but I launched a tarot deck and haven't even began my holiday marketing yet. So this episode is for me to kind of help me get my stuff squared away. And for all of those others of you out there who are like, damn it, it's November. (laughs) It snuck up on me. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yep. So and it's that's the thing is that this is the time of year we're moving into where The statistic is 30% of all retail sales occur between Black Friday and Christmas. So we know that's coming up. We've probably had a little bit of a shock to our system when November 1st came around and we realized it was November 1st. And if you're like me, you haven't really started your shopping yet, but you are thinking, okay, I'm going to be shopping because I know there's going to be discounts coming up. There's going to be promotions and I need to start thinking about that. Now, I usually do a pretty good job planning in advance for my holiday promotion because I know that's a great time to make sales. But I'm guessing that there are, like you, Kim, lots of people out there that are thinking, oh, no, it's November and I haven't even started planning how I'm going to really take advantage of this what did we decide to call it? A quadfecta of sales days that are coming up that are rapidly approaching. Yes, quadfecta. And for those of you who think I made that word up, it's not. You can Google it. It actually means quadfecta, like a trifecta, but with four. (laughs) It really surprised me. I thought I had discovered a new word. And and truth is that somebody else had already beat me to that probably millennia ago. So yes, it is the holiday quadfecta. (laughs) And hopefully you're listening to this episode. If you're listening to it in 2022, if you're listening to it in the future, you're probably really well set up to get prepared for your next holiday season. But in 2022, (laughs) this is going to be released on the 8th of November, God willing. And you're really dwindling down into the last few minutes of being able to get some holiday marketing done. Because there is a lot of buildup that has to come and there's a lot of prep. And it's not something that you can wing all that easily for us procrastinators who put it off to the very last minute. Kara and I today have our big three and we have some really good ideas. Kara has some outstanding ideas. She has lists for you guys, like lists nested within lists, nested within (laughs) lists. So that's right. (laughs) I'm here to help tell you that hope is not lost. (laughs) Even if it's November 8th, and you haven't started planning yet, there is still plenty of time to maximize these 
special days that are coming up. So there's still plenty of time. I've got some awesome ideas and some things to keep you guys kind of get you moving forward. Perfect. Okay. So for those of you who are wondering, we have a three-step plan for you. First of all, you need to decide what promotions you want to offer. (laughs) The second thing you need to do is get prepared. And then the third is make those sales, which is where we all want to get to anyway. So I'm going to cover the business days, the quadfecta days, and then I'm turning you loose for these lists because you got some good ones. (laughs) So we start with the traditional day that we have had all along, which is the day after Thanksgiving. And it's a day most Americans have off because it's crazy to take Thursday off and then go back to work on Friday after you've eaten a semi-truck load of turkey and can't hardly keep your eyes open. So (laughs) Black Friday got to be the day, right? So it is probably one of the most important shopping days for retail-oriented businesses because that's the day everybody gets up really early in the morning. There's all of these doorbuster sales. I mean, it is amazing. I don't know what rock you've been hiding under if you don't know about Black Friday. Now, personally, I hide under a rock for Black Friday. I do not leave this ranch. (laughs) I do not want to deal with the shoppers and the lines (laughs) and all of that stuff. And there's a lot of people like me out there in the world who want to shop online. And so Cyber Monday came along right after that, I believe, the evolution of this. And so the Monday after Thanksgiving is the day that all of the online businesses start to offer their big deal. So it's the online equivalent of Black Friday, but it's on Monday. And it is a way for some businesses that are online to compete with those bigger box stores that have those big doorbuster sales and all of that kind of stuff. Not to say that people draw lines really well between especially these two shopping holidays, because I've seen online stores offer Black Friday deals, and I've seen big box stores offer Cyber Monday deals. It just typically is Friday is in person and Monday is over the internet. Then the Small Business Administration started promoting something called Small Business Saturday. So this is one of my favorite holidays of the year, shopping holidays, because this one encourages people to shop local. It doesn't get quite the fanfare that Black Friday and Cyber Monday do, but it is a very important shopping holiday because people are encouraged to go to the local small business or shop local or small businesses that are online. So it is Saturday. It is the Saturday after Black Friday, and it happens to be one of the busier Saturdays out there in the world. So that one is an excellent one to take advantage of, particularly if you don't want to get necessarily wrapped up in the Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So we cannot leave our nonprofit friends out of this conversation. And so there is Giving Tuesday wrapped up in this holiday shopping quadfecta. And this one is specifically for nonprofits. Now, we're not going to talk a lot about nonprofits and what we're talking about today for Giving Tuesday. I think that the nonprofits in the world can take advantage of everything that Kara is going to give you as a list to be able to do, but you're going to ask for donations instead of sales. But I do want to put a plug in for the 
profit-based businesses out there to you can participate in Giving Tuesday. You're not maybe going to make a ton of sales off of it, but what you can do is promote your favorite nonprofit. And that really helps them. And it also gets you publicity for helping them. I mean, it's definitely a win-win situation. And I highly encourage you, if you're a for-profit business owner of a small business in particular, pick a company or a nonprofit that you particularly like that supports your industry and go ahead and promote them on Giving Tuesday. Because one thing about it, what happens during this quadfecta is especially if you're promoting on social media, you're going to get a boost because there's so much engagement. And that really helps those businesses on Giving Tuesday. All right, Kara, I am ready for good ideas on how to get my holiday done. (laughs) Okay, thank you for running through those dates. I think that pretty much summed up that that's going to be a really wild and crazy period of time. So you've got the Black Friday rolling into Small Business Saturday. We rest on Sunday and then prep for Cyber Monday and then Giving Tuesday. So there's four days there that your business can be really, really super busy. I think it's really important, though, that the first thing you need to do, which is what we put as our big three, number one, is decide what you want to offer in the first place. I think as small businesses, we need to keep it really simple. We're not big box stores. We don't have a ton of employees. We don't have the ability to be answering multiple questions at the same time on our chat or taking phone calls. We need to make it as simple as possible. I usually suggest creating one or two special promotions that you're really prepared to market, to push to your audience that you feel really good about and that you can fulfill quickly and easily to make that the focus of that weekend and the time leading up to it. So keep it simple. You don't have to go wild and crazy. You don't have to do anything complicated. Pick one or two promotions that you want to run. So this is also the weekend that I think a lot of consumers are looking for deep discounts. They are prepared to spend money, but they also kind of have an expectation that if they're spending money this weekend, that they're going to do it for special promotions only. So if you're not offering a special promotion, there is a chance that they might skip over your business and get to you later. So they might say, you know what, I'm going to spend the money I have right now on all these special deals that are out there because I know I'm saving money in the long run. And then I'll come back and do that thing with that small business, your small business later, because you're not offering any discounts right now. So they're just expecting to have promotions and they're expecting to take advantage of them. And for many small businesses, mine especially, this is the only time of year that they offer discounts. So this is that time of year. It's kind of an expected thing. You can set a time limit on it. And then you don't have customers waiting year round. You're not training your customers year round to hold out for your monthly discount, if that makes sense. So this is that time of year. I think it's also really important when you're deciding what promotions to offer, you need to know your numbers. So you need to know how much you can discount and still make a profit. I think you even need to know, are your numbers currently high enough? Is your markup high enough that you can even afford to offer a discount in the first place? Because there's not a lot of benefit to offering discounts if you're going to lose money on the end. So really think about how much you can discount, what makes sense for your business, and what's going to bring you profit. The next part of this is don't overcommit yourself. 
If you're a service provider and you offer services as opposed to products, think about how you can add clients to your schedule next year with the promotions and deals that you offer, not how you can make more work for yourself before the end of the year. So if you're selling tangible product and goods, you know, some kind of items, then you need to be able to think about, okay, can I get those out to my clients beforehand? But if you're a service provider, for example, I'm an equine photographer, I'm not going to use Black Friday to pack the end of my year with photo shoots. I'm going to use Black Friday to push photo shoots into the next year. So if you're a service provider, you're a veterinarian or you do dog grooming or you're a massage therapist, if you're doing work that is a service, you need to figure out how do you push that into the new year so your calendar is booked with the new year. There are several different types of promotions that I think would be really cool to consider. The first one is bundles. This is a cool time to do the whole buy more, save more technique. Pull some of your products together and offer them at a discount for a limited time. So this might be a great time where you're offering a service and then you're adding on bonus material. So book a grooming and receive a free bottle of dog shampoo. So think about ways that you can bundle and offer people more for their money. So the more you buy, the more you save that mentality. Another idea, something simple that you can offer is a free gift with purchase. So you can add a little bonus gift with your purchase as a, it's just really great incentive. It can be something really small. Maybe you have samples of a product that you want to give out. Maybe you make goat's milk soap. Is that what it's called? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Goat's milk soap. Yes. And you want to offer samples. You have, so you want to offer some samples of that. So if people are purchasing a product or a gift basket, you can offer some samples of a product that you're just pushing out into the market. You can also offer as a free gift with purchase a mystery gift. So this could be a really fun surprise gift that comes with purchase. Or you can add something that really easily pairs with the product that they purchase, like the example that I gave of purchase a dog grooming service and receive a special grooming brush or a comb of some kind. So then the next one that I was going to mention is the clearinghouse sale. And Kim and I went back and forth a little bit on what the name of this should be, and we came to clearinghouse sale. This is the time of year, and this is a great time to get rid of all that extra product that you've got sitting around that you haven't moved this year. Yes, I know we have a lot of photographers that listen to this podcast, and I'm going to tell you my favorite time of year when I was doing horse shows was doing this clearinghouse sale because I got really smart and figured out if I left my galleries up for a really long time after a horse show, people quit buying stuff. Right. So we all know that it's not a good Mm -hmm. idea to leave that stuff up. So I would leave it up for a few weeks, like maybe three. They had to get their purchases done. And I would put it a really tight deadline on those three weeks. And then at Christmas time, I would open all the galleries back up for another four week period. Well, first of all, that's smart because people want to buy pictures for Christmas gifts, either for themselves or somebody in the family. But it really made it nice. So that's a way of photographer. So when you guys think about a clearinghouse thing, like even if you're not 
a business that has like a stock room full of stuff, your business can take advantage of sales like clearinghouse sales. I think that that's a smart thing to do. And I'll tell you, as a horse show photographer, I actually made more money in that month that I kept it open between Thanksgiving and Christmas. That was back in the day, however, when I could actually get the images to them. Now you've got to be careful because the post office, and I know Kara talked about that, but the post office just takes forever to get anything anywhere. (laughs) Make sure that you think outside of the box. Don't get yourself boxed into the corner and think, well, I don't have a a whole room full of stuff to sell. So I can't do clearinghouse or a gift certificate wouldn't work with me or I don't know about bundling. So see if there's something new and innovative that you might be able to come up with within your business to offer these promotions. And I'll tell you, you may find some stuff you want to keep for the whole year. That's really true. It's not a bad idea too along those lines to go and look at what other industries are offering and how they're bundling their products and services, because you might find something that really transitions well Uh to your industry and to your small business. One piece I would add here, one last type of promotion to offer is the gift certificate promotion. This weekend is really a great time to offer gift certificates. It's an easy thing that you can put out. There are ways that you can set it up for online purchase, so it can be really hands-free for you. And having a system in place in advance that can sell those easily and deliver virtually, that really is possible. And it's a great way to set folks up for next year. And it's interesting because I've sold gift certificates for several years and I always like selling them because it's I know it's business for next year. Like I know it's Mm -hmm. coming and that it's money in the bank. And I don't know what the statistic is for gift certificates that don't actually ever get used. But while that's not the goal, there is a piece of that there, too, that it's money that's coming in that's non-refundable, and they don't always get used. So there's just some some extra thought there to be put into it. That shouldn't be the goal, but it's definitely a piece of it. (laughs) Yeah. So I think what Kara is trying to nicely say is it's free money for you that you don't actually end up working for Yeah, in a very nice and polite way. Sometimes, yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes, for the person who (laughs) bought it. But gift certificates are great. Like, okay, so for my coach clients out there in the world, and I know a lot of you guys listen to this podcast, gift certificates are a really good way for you to be able to offer coaching as a Christmas gift. So that gives an opportunity for people to be able to purchase that. And putting a little bug in your followers' ears on social media to say, I have gift certificates. And if you want to have like some of your coaching sessions paid, for, you might ask your friends and family, give your friends and family the link. So share it so they can click on it and buy the gift certificate. Mm -hmm. So like I said, all of these things that for the promotions that you want to offer, look at it just so it seems like it would be for a very traditional brick and mortar retail business that sells products. I know the animal-based industry, we get pretty creative on what it is that we offer, but it doesn't mean that we can't take some of those ideas and elevate them a little bit for ourselves and be able to use them in a very creative way. Lots of good plans. Absolutely. So you've decided, you've done your work, you've decided what kind of promotion you want to offer. 
So now is big three number two. You've got to get prepared for it, okay? So for me and for a lot of folks out there that maybe offer a product or thinking about, okay, I need to get prepared, you have to think about your supply chain. So if you have inventory that you need to stock, you need to do this well in advance of the shopping weekend so that you're prepared. The last thing you want to do is run a promotion, run out of product because you didn't prepare in advance, or sell a whole bunch of stuff, and then realize that your vendor cutoff dates have passed. So know when your vendor cutoff dates are, know that you can fulfill those orders, and stock up on the inventory that you want to include in your promotion in whatever way is best for your business. But that has to be a forethought. I definitely recommend building the anticipation in advance as well with your online community. You already have a community. You have an audience that's out there. So if you're not being active on social media, you need to start doing that now. You do not want to wait until Black Friday or Thanksgiving (laughs) to start showing up in front of your audience. You need to be doing this in anticipation that they're going to be up and ready to spend money on you. So be active on social media, be active in your emails, offer sneak peeks of your special offer, get people excited, build the excitement. This is really the time that you should be educating your customers that a big, awesome promotion is coming. Okay, I want to say something here for those of you who have not been active on your social media all summer. And now you're getting in the house a little bit more, you're outside a little less because the weather's changing. And you're like, oh my gosh, I have two weeks to get this done and get some engagement going. So for you guys, it is a good time for you to toss a little money to Meta and pay for some advertising to help get some deeper engagement in your audience. So the best way to do that is to boost some posts. Just throw a little bit of cash behind some of the things that you're doing and buy a little bit. It depends on how much of a return you want at the time that you like do the big ad on Black Friday or Cyber Monday or whatever, Small Business Saturday. Go ahead and start now with a week-long campaign. Hopefully you're listening to this on Tuesday and get your campaign and the boosted post out there in the world so that you can start getting that engagement because engagement is what determines how many people are going to see your post and Carrot is spot on. You can't just post something on Black Friday and cross your fingers and hope that it gets out there to people. Even if you pay for it on Black Friday, if you haven't built up some engagement, you're not going to get the result that you want. And it's not too late. It's edging over to too late, but it's not too late to go ahead and start doing that and start marketing stuff up on your business pages and ramping that with a little bit of money. The other things that you need to consider when you're getting prepared is you need to make sure you know your shipping costs, your packaging costs, your carrier of choice that you want to use for delivery. You need to know your delivery timetable so that you can deliver as promised. And also that so that you don't lose money on the shipping side of things. That can be really disheartening to make a sale, run down to the post office and find out that shipping is way more than what you expected it to be, or that they're not actually going to be able to deliver your product on time as expected. So that's a real quick way to make your audience unhappy is to not deliver as you had promised. A fun thing that you can do to help get 
prepared is to create a holiday gift guide that's specific to your industry. So you can highlight your products and services that maybe your consumers aren't aware of at this point. This is a really just kind of fun thing that you can have out there navigating, just kind of rolling around the world on a regular basis. I've seen some of these that are super cute where if you're in, for example, the equine industry, someone will pull together their favorite equine health products. And it some of them will be from their own business, some may be from other businesses. This is a really cool way to get people thinking about shopping and add-on gift ideas. I think in terms of prep, you also need to have a way to plan to collect email addresses and turn those holiday shoppers into year-around clients. So if you're not already collecting email addresses, now is more than ever the time to take advantage of this uptick in people shopping, uptick in people engaging, especially if you do what Kim recommended, which just run some paid promotions, you need to take advantage of gaining access to those people year round. You want to make sure your website's ready. So spend time hopping through your website, that everything is set up the way that you want it to be set up, that maybe you have a landing page that's specific to your holiday promotion. You want to make sure you've got accurate reviews and testimonials visible on your website to encourage people to stick around and do some shopping. You want to make sure that your FAQ page, your frequently asked questions page is a available for quick and easy reference. Think about what some of those new questions that might pop up around your holiday promotion and go ahead and add those to your FAQ page. If you don't know how to create a frequently asked questions page, we did an entire episode on this earlier in the year. So check back on that. It'll give you a bunch of great tips. And then the next piece of that in one of the most important pieces is you need to get ready to make sales. So you need to make sure that you are ready to take payment in multiple ways so that it's as easy as possible. I will tell you, I can be a super lazy shopper. I have shopped from bed. And if I have to get up and go find my credit card in my wallet, I'm not always going to complete the purchase. It'll sit there (laughs) forever. But if I can click on a pay with PayPal and all my information's already in there, they're going to be have a better chance of making a sale while I'm shopping from bed. So Kim, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) Well, I was just thinking I love Google Chrome because it like stores all, I mean, it's probably not too safe, but it does store all your credit card data. But you're spot on. If I've got to go find my wallet, I will a lot (laughs) of times just not do it. It's terrible. Oh my God. Humans have gotten- It's it's true though. Like, I'm not going to say we're lazy. We're just so overwhelmed. One more thing is like the straw that broke the camel's back and we just won't do it. So yeah, I always tell people make it so stupid, simple and easy. And just so you know, for those of you who are doing this online checkout thing, every time you ask people to click like every time there's a reload on your website, they have to do something else, you will lose between 30 and 50% of the people. So if 100 people click on it, and then they've got to click every click that they have to make to complete the purchase, you lose a percentage of people. And it's a big chunk. I mean, it's not like, oh, one person drops off. No, it's a chunk of people. I believe it. You have to remember that. I'm a lazy shopper. If it takes too long for the page to load, I might move on. So I totally, totally get that. So 
You've got to have multiple options available to take payment. It should be quick. It should be easy. And I'm going to be honest with you. You need to test this yourself before the big day. Okay. Don't let your first customer be the one that tells you that they can't check out, that your system's not working because you've potentially lost their sale. Who knows how many other people are sitting there clicking, trying to access. And then you're stressed. You're super stressed because, ah, people can't make the sale and here I am. I'm ready to make money. So um, that moves us to the next phase, which is make sales. <laughs> this is my favorite part. That's right. You want to make money. So that's what shopping holidays are about for businesses. And for small businesses, this can be a really big boost for the new year, moving into the new year. So one of the things, the mistakes that I have made in the past is this weekend of events happens at a time when I have family in town. I have friends in town. I'm celebrating. We're checking out of our businesses at the same time that we should be really honed in and being responsive to our clients. And that's a really tough thing to balance as a small business owner. So unfortunately, we need to plan for the time we need to address customers' questions during this time period. If you have promotions running, you need to be available. If you work a full-time job and you're off over the holiday and you're excited about that, but you've got a side hustle that you're running a promotion on, you really need to plan to be in your office and ready to respond quickly to close the sale. And that may mean something as simple as, you know what, I'm going to grandma's house for Thanksgiving and I'm going to be there all day. I'm bringing my laptop. I'm setting it up in the corner and I'm going to be checking it routinely to see if there's any issues with my sales going through. The customer support during this time period is really essential to closing deals. So be in a position where either your system runs smoothly without you or if you need to be a part of that process that you are accessible and that you can close those deals. In addition, be prepared to ship promptly. So when you make those sales, you have your process in line, you need to get that stuff out as quickly as possible. We know, Kim has already mentioned it, the postal delays have been no joke this year, and it's been really disheartening, and you do not want to drop the ball on the back end. And then the last thing I'm going to add to this make sales is have a plan for those abandoned carts. And I put that in quotation. You may not have an online shopping system. If you do, look at your abandoned carts and send an email, find a way to reconnect with those people. It may just be a matter of they forgot they were in bed like me and they meant to go back and get their credit card when they got up. Could be something that simple. If it's someone that reached out to you because they wanted to book a service or they wanted to purchase something from you that they need to purchase in person, but then they never reconnected, there's nothing wrong with following up with them, reminding them that the promotion's about to end. And if there's anything that you can do to help them close the sale, that you can do that. Kim, what do you want to add to the make sales piece of this? I want to add two things to that. One, for those of you who are wondering how on earth do I do this abandoned cart email thing? So in the world of marketing, that's called a uh -huh. retargeting campaign. And there's actually a multitude of ways that depending on how much you want to sink into it as time and money, that you can actually make that happen. Most shopping mm -hmm. cart software has a checkbox that will allow you to say, reach out to somebody that has abandoned a cart after they've given their email. Some don't. Others depend on the CRM or there's connections or blah, blah, blah. So the best thing for you to do rather than us spend an hour with me trying to explain all of it is to go to YouTube and type in retargeting campaign and then whatever online shopping software you use. That will help you 
determine how to make that actually happen in the software that you have. The other thing I wanted to add, Kara, was on these sales, you need to have a clear deadline for whatever it is that you're doing. And yes. don't waver a lot on that deadline. And you need to make it very apparent because lazy shoppers also are lazy decision makers. <laughs> So if you don't say you have to close this, so so here's the scenario that happens to me. If I'm shopping in bed and I see something I want to purchase and I don't have my credit card over near me and it's not stored in my computer where I can grab it, if it looks like I could order that next week, I will put the computer down. If it's a countdown to say you have 15 minutes to get this done, I will get my butt up out of bed and go find my credit card. So as a person who is business owner, who is like putting out these sales, you need to make it very clear that this has a deadline and do not push that deadline, right? People will push it for you. So don't you do it in the beginning, set a clear deadline and actually set it sooner than you would like. That creates something called urgency and urgency sells. So that gets that person who's shopping from bed or who is like, I just don't feel like going to the store today because it's raining and well, they'll have that special tomorrow. No, don't do that. Cut those dates off so that people get there. And it's okay if, you know, you have somebody show up like in your storefront 15 minutes later who says, hey, I'm sorry, I missed the deadline. You know, that's up to you. Give them the special if you want or be like, no, I'm not going to. But definitely advertise that it's very clear that that's the cutoff for that. And people will behave better in getting their sales put in, turned in. It's so true. And I love how you and I are sitting here picturing all these people shopping from bed. Like that's like the most normal thing. I mean, maybe it is the most normal thing, but I love, I'm like, I love envisioning everybody sitting in bed shopping their Black Friday, holiday, Cyber Monday, Saturday sales and being very lazy about closing the sale. (laughs) So I think that's like a fantasy for me is because the day after Thanksgiving, no one bothers me here in my business. Like there's not not a lot of phone calls. There's not a lot of text messages. And frankly, that's a day I can sleep late and I don't have to get out of bed quite so early. And usually the weather here in Missouri is kind of bleh on the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's usually kind of rainy and dreary and gray November. And so I'm not anxious to get outside. Mm-hmm. And it's like the perfect sleeping weather. So let me fantasize about shopping in bed. I don't know what you Floridians have for an excuse for that. But here it's definitely a, <laughs> a gray, lazy day. We're riding horses on the beach. That's like our trail riding time of year, man. If you can picture you're in bed in Missouri in the gray, we are galloping down the beach horseback with seagulls flying around us. It's an amazing time of year. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to I'm going to have to come visit Florida in November and and gallop with the seagulls. That sounds like a very right. freeing experience. I I'm imagining myself on a black horse and like waving my arms like the boy in All right. The Black Stallion. That's the name of that movie. The Black Stallion. Yep. Wake me up. Wake me up. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. As soon as you guys finish this episode, we hope you're jumping into your so you procrastinated your holiday marketing now what attitude. So we hope you're (laughs) jumping into that if you haven't already. Just to wrap up our big three one more time. 
first, decide what promotions you want to offer, get prepared, and then make the sales. We hope that this has inspired you to put a promotion into place and that if you like this episode, you'll let us know. Hop over to social media, give us a hello, let us know you listened. It means the world to us when we hear that you've been listening. And don't forget to rate and review the show. You can find us at The Business Animal pretty much anywhere that you listen and on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.